listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Today is a wonderful and a special day because I get to have a guest. Usually it's Carolyn that gets all the guests. I get a guest today. And my special guest for this Friday, this Breakthrough Friday, Miss Jenya Jackson is in the house. What's up, Jenya? I'm so excited to be here with you. (laughs) I'm glad you're here. And uh, if if you've been to any of... uh, uh, the worship uh, summits, if you've attended and, and visited Abundant Life Church, or maybe she's been to your church, you know Miss Jenya. Uh, she is the music director at our church. She's a minister. She's a preacher, teacher, extraordinaire. No, she, she's powerful. And, and one of the reasons that um, I wanted to have her on again, we've done this, uh, it was like the last two years in a row, we, we skipped during 2020 with the pandemic. But we've been doing worship summits, mm-hmm. which has been phenomenal, yeah. which we have worshipers come in from all over the country, worship leaders, singers, band members, mm-hmm. and uh, you guys do such an amazing job. I thought this would be the perfect place to host it because I didn't want to just speak into people, but I wanted you to be able to speak into people. And uh, now I've, you know this, I've traveled a lot. I've been to a lot of places. Yeah. And um, I know that when I first came to Abundant Life, and uh, got to experience praise and worship at the church. And of course, you were, you were the director. It was just such an awesome difference to see everything firing on all cylinders. Not just the uh, anointing, but the excellence. The excellence was there. Mm-hmm. And every single, you know what I love is that every single time we're in service. And if I'm home, I'm there. If it's Wednesday night, doesn't matter. Sunday morning, I'm there. And... Uh, it's always just you guys are pushing for the breakthrough yeah. every single service. Absolutely. There's no layback ever. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you've had that. Kind of talk about that because one of the things, and we're, we're, today we're talking about the element uh, that brings unending breakthrough, which is lifestyle praise. Mm-hmm. We're going to deal with that today. But, you know, how do you deal with that as far as with your team and stuff where you're, you're constantly imparting that thought process and that spirit into them? So it, it starts before Sunday. <laughs> it starts on our rehearsal days. It's the best time uh, to really, I go in on purpose with no agenda um, as far as at the beginning part of rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give God his time yeah. first. Of course, yes, we have a, something that we've uh, planned, prayed about, of course, not just throwing some songs together, but right. really just trying to hear um, the voice of the Lord and really get his mind of what he wants to do uh, for the upcoming weeks. And so I'll have a, I'll have the, the songs ready to go. But when seven o'clock hits, just play. Let's just sing out in the spirit. Let's just see what God is saying in this particular moment. Mm-hmm. And we stir up that atmosphere. We stir it up from, from Tuesday. And it's, a, it's cool because I always use this. Okay, I am Jamaican and Cuban. So just... <laughs> Come with me. You ready? I always use this uh, analogy that, that I think that the Lord gave me. So when we cook our food, we don't just put the, the meat on the grill or put it in the oven. No, there's a seasoning time that takes mm-hmm. place. 
there is a seasoning time that takes place, and it's not just for a couple of hours. Right. It's for days. Yeah. Do y'all hear me? It's marinating. Marinating, getting good, so that by the time we put that thing in the oven or in the pot or on the grill, the flavor, the the taste is so penetrating um, that there's no way that you can leave the same because this meal has right. just changed your life. Yeah. So this is the state. This is the way that I look at rehearsals. This is our seasoning time. Yeah. When we're releasing a sound into that building, into that room, with the amplification of these microphones, because tech, par- thank God for tech. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're a part of this thing. Hugely. Um, they, it's reaching into these corners. It's reaching into the walls. The seats are soaking in this sound. Yeah. Are y'all understand what I'm saying? That when uh, Wednesday comes around, we, we have service and we continue. Mm-hmm. Thursday, we're not there, but the presence of the Lord is there. Right. What we released is there. Sound doesn't end. Right, yeah. Sound doesn't end. And so um, as Friday goes and Saturday goes, man, let me tell you something. When we get into the building on Sunday, it's ripe. Mm-hmm. It's ready. And sometimes you got to stir it up a little bit. Sure. And it's okay because you know how the, the marinade kind of settles at the bottom? But you got to stir that thing up once more mm-hmm. before you cook it. Totally. And so, um, uh, if anything, we just, I, I, I say it over and over and over again. You know, um, we're pressing in and it's a seed for the next moment. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that sound that is preparing an atmosphere for someone's life to be changed, including my own. Right. I don't want to leave the same. No, you're you're getting it as you're praising. Yes. You're being blessed. Mm-hmm. I've had that happen so many times as well, where like I'm in the midst of leading others mm-hmm. in praise, but I'm getting touched. Totally. In the midst of that. Absolutely. And and you know, you mentioned stirring it up. The thing that's um so key is, you know, we look at that verse of scripture, Galatians five seventeen, where the Bible says that the flesh is constantly at war with the spirit. Mm -hmm. So people come in, they're tired from work, you know, whatever they've gone through the week, they've dealt with their stuff. And a lot of times people come in and your flesh doesn't feel like praising God. Very true. Right. Even there's plenty of times I've, I'm a, I've, I was a music director for, you know, a long time. I'm still doing that kind of stuff. Uh, you've done it for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, that even as the music leader, you don't always feel like doing it. Right. That's fact. so you come in, you're like, man, my flesh is fighting back. Uh-huh. But then you s- put it into submission. Right. And then you go by what your spirit knows to be right. Right. Versus what your flesh feels. Sure. And then you're, press- you're pressing through the barrier of the flesh. Yeah. So that you can get the breakthrough of the spirit. Because I always look at it as it's not about worshiping, worshiping from a place of feeling. What? Right. Feelings change. But if you worship from truth, yeah. that thing right there never changes. Never changes. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So you, it's based off of uh, principle mm-hmm. rather than your feelings sure. because of the fact that you know what the word of God says. You're praising based on the word. That's it. And um, I noticed that when we come in, there's always that, you know, there, there's always that um, you can feel the marinating that's been going Amen. on. Meaning, what I mean by that? We were just there Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And I know like, you know, in any church that you go to across the nation, Sunday morning is the most attended service. And then it's the truly faithful people that come back on a Wednesday night <laughs> if, if a church has a Wednesday night. Right. And so a lot of times, as I said, you get more of that I've been working feeling yes. and all that on a Wednesday night more mm-hmm. than you do on a Sunday morning mm-hmm. uh, as, as it's the weekend. But I know, notice even every time we come through on a, sun, on a Wednesday night, 
the team is pushing that much extra more. Yes. Where it's like, you're just going at it like we're going to break through this flesh Absolutely. feeling mm -hmm. and we're going to have a spiritual uh, experience with the Holy Spirit as we praise him. Right. And it's, it really becomes a lifestyle because you've probably seen this, that I've been in services where you can tell, you can tell mm -hmm. that people don't pick up their guitar through the week. Oh. They don't pick up their keyboard through the week. Oh. They don't worship through the week. Yeah. And you can tell by their delivery, by what's in their spirit, mm -hmm. you know, that they just don't, they don't have it. Um, one of the things, and I know, oh, um, that uh, we're going to get more into the, to the lifestyle aspect, but this, the, you know what, this applies because you can utilize this. Those of you that are watching, you can utilize this in your own personal life. But I've, I've often wondered this and I've actually never asked you that this, but I, I've always thought to, and I just never really uh, got around to it, but I'll ask you live on, on this broadcast. But, <laughs> okay. um, when you have other, I mean, because you're using everybody on the team, right. different people are leading different songs. Um, I'm sure at some point you're like, hey, when you're giving them saying, hey, this coming week, of course, you know, you have the planning center sheets and everything. Mm -hmm. But you say, hey, this week, when before you lead your song, I need you to do like a short exhortation mm -hmm. or does that just come out or do you plan it? Where it's um, like, I want you to give a short exhortation before you start the song. So sometimes it's planned, but for the ones that are uh, are kind of seasoned mm -hmm. in, in doing it, they might get it on the spot. Right. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you tell them or they, they just Oh, no, I tell them. Yeah. yeah so when you do that, one, one of the things that's interesting, you, you, um, you, you plan those moments of exhortation. The thing I'm thinking about is that's one of the ways that you can tell when people are not in a, in a relationship true. through the week. Because I've been, I don't know if you guys have, throw a hand up in the comments if you've been there. I've been in those situations, you go to a church, man, it's like someone's leading worship. My, I'm not even lying, my biggest pet peeve ever of worship oh leading dear. Oh dear. is when a worship leader has nothing in their spirit. And so their exhortation between songs is basically them saying the upcoming words of the of next the song. song. I cannot stand that. <laughs> it's like the worst. You know, it's like, I mean, our God is greater. Our God is stronger. Our God is higher than any other. Oh, Let's no. sing it. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, that's, that, I can't. That's my biggest pet, one of my biggest pet peeves. And, and it's like, it's if you can tell, or if you see, if you hear somebody pray publicly, uh -huh. you're like, hey, "Bro, you don't pray. Mm. You're not you're not a person of prayer." Mm -hmm. I can tell when you pray in front of people, you're not a person of prayer. That stuff comes out, right? It's true. In the same way, right? That like, if you hadn't seen somebody for a long, long time and hadn't called them, hadn't talked to them, there's an almost an awkwardness. Sure. Where it's like, hey, uh -huh. or or even when you know you should have been calling them, yeah, yeah, right, and then you get around them and it's like, oh, hey, what's up? I've been so busy. And, uh -huh. You know, that awkwardness comes from a thought that we should have been communicating, mm -hmm. but we are not communicating. Right now, when I see you in person, it's like, oh, it gets awkward. Yeah, that's how people feel with the Lord. It's like, oh, I should have been talking to you all week. It's true, man. Now I'm in your house house mm -hmm. and I'm speaking on your behalf. I don't know what to say. I don't yep. know how to talk to you. 
That happens. And I see that happen. I'm sure you've seen it happen. Sure. The solution to that is lifestyle worship, lifestyle praise, lifestyle prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's so clear, the people that don't have it. So the point I was making when I asked you about that, uh, even that is going to force them through the week to be like, you know what? Uh, this is the this is the moment that we're taking them into. Mm-hmm. What from the word? What from my spirit can I say right. that is going to encourage the people of God to mm-hmm. come into that? Maybe you're doing a worship song on healing or whatever it might be. Yeah. What can I say? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And, and it, it makes them get into prayer, get into meditation. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the word. That's right. And they're preparing their spirit to deliver that. Right. There's there's a. Uh a stirring that you have to do yourself. That's your job. And so sometimes I won't even, I kind of do it on purpose, I'm not going to lie. I kind of do it on purpose to uh, make sure that my team is is on their toes. You know, it's not always going to be you get three weeks to prepare for an opening of a service. No, this is what you do. This is who you are. And so um, I I will throw it on them every now and again and if I see that you know during practice because I'll have them kind of run through it and make sure that they feel a little bit more comfy if I see that they don't have it then I might go ahead and I might go ahead and pull that back <laughs> from you um, because I don't want anybody out there looking crazy but at the same time it is a, a, a bit of a, a jolting in their, their spirit to make sure that they are depositing that they are uh, sipping on the word, uh, ready to, to pour it out when the time comes. Absolutely. You know? Well, that's the key is because I, I think I wrote this somewhere. I can't remember where I wrote it. Somebody might remember, but I wrote one time that praise and worship leaders are supposed to be tour guides, not tourists. Uh, yes. You know, and that, yes. that thought of I've been here before. Mm-hmm. That's why I can take you here. That's I know exactly where I'm right. going. Yeah. Um, I've been in a lot of places where the worship leaders are tourists because they've never been in the presence of right. God themselves. So they're not quite sure where to lead you. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a rough thing. But, you know, we talk about remembering and you had a, a verse in your spirit from Colossians. But we, we talk about remembering that, like. Sometimes people have a hard time out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. People have a hard time saying, if I can't see the Lord, and they, they just forget. Mm-hmm. But remembering that every day that as you're living for him, you know, everything you're doing, one of the things we really try to focus on the broadcast is everything you release from your life is a seed. Yeah. Not just the finances that you sow. Every action, every word, everything, the way you treat people. People, right. it's all a seed that produces a harvest. And how you treat God is a seed. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure you've, you've probably even taught on this, and I know you've studied it. But one of the cool things that I don't think people talk about enough, we preach and teach walking in love mm-hmm. towards others. Yeah. But think about this from the command of Jesus. The first person we should walk in love toward is God. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus yeah. said, love the Lord your God. That's commandment one. Right. Then love your neighbor 
encourage yourself. The first person I'm supposed to be walking in love toward is God. So what does it look like to walk in love toward God, right? So you start to look at that fact and realize that, hey, uh, I can't ignore him. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) I can't can't leave him alone. Got to talk to him. Got to read his word. Got to be in his house. I got to walk in love towards him first. I can't even love others properly. That's right. If I don't have a, a relationship here. I'm praising him, worshiping him, pursuing his presence, mm-hmm. talking to him. And uh, I think we miss that step sometimes. Um, but we have to love. In fact, if you're watching, put it in the comments. I have to love God first. Yeah. I have to love God first. People think, well, he's a perfect being. He's almighty. He doesn't need love. No, he created us to love him. Right. And we got to do it. So when we're, when we're doing these things like, you know, praise is one of the uh, biggest ways that we show love towards God. Uh, David being listed as a man after God's own heart right. was a man of constant praise and worship gave it up to God constantly mm-hmm. and I I thought of this the other day we were talking even when he became the king of his nation he never got to a station that that was too big for him to where he would not personally Right. Do the praising and worshiping. Mm-hmm. I, I thought of that, like how you can get promoted to the place where people start getting overly dignified. He's like, well, I'm the manager sure. now. He never, never got to that place. Like he started off as just a, a servant boy in the field. And he, mm-hmm. he was fine to praise God then. What about when you become the king though? Sure. And I thought about when he brought the ark back from uh, to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. He could have appointed praisers Absolutely. and dancers. He didn't have to go out there himself and do it. Right. He could have said, hey, where's my dance team? Where's mm-hmm. my praise team? Get out there and let's give God some praise. Right. He stripped his kingly robes off. I love that. And put on his ephod. That's right. And said, I'll, I'll lead you. Mm-hmm. Watch how I do it and then follow my, follow my example. So good. And I think that's key. You know, yeah. you're one of the things that, Obviously, that we're inspiring and talk about this because you have a great family. You're, you're a great mother as well as a great uh, woman of God. But your sons have come up in the anointing yes. and now they're worshipers. Mm-hmm. But that's because of you and your husband and what you have imparted down right. to them mm-hmm. because uh, Reese is a worshiper. He's a praiser, right. musician in his own right. Um, and you know, man of God. So those things filter sure. your kid, anybody that's watching your kids are constantly watching you yep. to see how you're going to respond in situations. And if you're truly the one that, you know, is the same person at home that you are at church. You yes. Know? And I think that that talk about that, because I think that would be a very big, because of the fact that you're in such a, uh, 
a place of visibility mm-hmm. that if your sons always just saw you like hyping everybody and then you went home and you were just depressed all the time right. or you were just, you never praised God or yes. you know what I mean? That's the epitome of living this thing out, isn't it? Right, yeah. So, uh, I mean, being a, a part of worship team since I was probably about about 10 years old, I was just telling Ezra about that yesterday, actually, my, my first time of ever being in a praise team was when I was about nine or 10 years old. And I've just been doing it ever since. A couple of times of, of uh, moments of not, not being a part with college and stuff like that. But it's who I am. And so since they were born, that's all they've ever seen. That's the only thing that they've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that being uh, a part of our life, a part of our home, even, you know, at, at bedtimes, we'll just throw on a song or something and just let's lift our hands and let's just worship. I was encouraging Ezra. Ezra is my youngest. He's 10 and he's learning how to play the keys. Bro, he does not want to play in front of people, <laughs> like ever, hardly me. And I'm like, buddy, this is going to be the most amazing thing, even when we just worship in the house. And you play your chords. We're lifting up a sound as a family. Oh, my goodness. And then my big boy, who's Emery, he plays the drums. Let me tell you the coolest thing is hearing him talk about the presence of the Lord. Mm. Like that... I'm done for, absolutely done for, because now I see he's getting it. He's understanding it. And of course, I I knew that he would. But it's a difference when you hear him say it, when you hear your kids talk about the things of God, when you hear them uh, explain what the Lord was saying to them at a particular moment. Mm-hmm. That'll make me just fall out right there, but uh, it, it allows me to also know that they are watching us. I remember this one particular, um, I think it was a, a Sunday in service, and I was just giving God my everything. And my husband then told me later on that Emery was watching me like a hawk. I didn't know, because I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I'm in my world of yep. worship. And um, but it goes to show you that your parents, I'm talking to your moments that you have at home, your moments that you have at church, your kids are watching you. You are the greatest teacher. I mean, wow, what what God has entrusted you with and how it's going to trust me when I say the things you do are going to help navigate your kiddos through their moments through their times. Okay, this is my last, maybe not my last story. <laughs> Emery started running cross country. This is so cool. Um, he's pretty good actually. And uh, he ran ahead of his uh, teammates. So he's by himself. He thought that they were close by. He said he took a, a, a look back and noticed he's by himself and he started to feel a little funny like, where is everybody? And he said the song that he started to sing in his um, mind was Psalm 23. Now, come on, somebody. He said, he said to himself, wait a minute. I'm not alone. You're with me. And he just continued to run because long distance, man, cross country is no joke. He's running and he's focused on the fact that he's not alone. He's focused on the fact that God is with him and God will never leave him or forsake him. How did he know that? By being in an atmosphere of worship. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, like, that's exactly what you want. Yeah. You want it to be imparted to the point where you're not having to push them. That's it. Where it's like, come on, mm-hmm. come on. Where It's like they're doing it on their own. Right. 
uh, it encourages me. You know, we'll, we'll do that in our house. We keep the music on. Yep. Everybody's dancing around the house, singing, praising. Maddie now is just going into my piano. And I, I didn't ever do this. She, like, went and downloaded apps on her iPad. And she, she's, like, awesome. now she just ordered a book from Amazon that came yesterday. And she's got a book in front of her. And she's learning, like, you know, nothing but the blood and different yes. stuff, like, stuff like that. And she's, I'm not pushing her at all. She's doing it. Uh, and doing a great job. And mm-hmm. Brooklyn is a singer, and Teddy's a loves to sing mm-hmm. and dance. And uh, you know, Teddy's like, it, it comes out of his spirit. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter where we are. Like he could be in his car seat in the car, car watching his iPad, and he'll he'll just be like, you know, he'll be sitting there and be like, when and I die, uh-huh. let me die speaking in tongues. Like he'll just start yelling it. You know? <laughs> Like that, <laughs> Teddy would just be like watching me, like I'm a Pentecostal. <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> like declare that. it, buddy. And so, like, but it just gets in their spirits. That's awesome. The funny thing is, they don't know that not everybody's saved. Right. So, like, we could be anywhere. Right. You know, we could be on a plane. It's happened many times. Yes. Or we're on a plane. He's got his headphones on, like over his ears, and he got the whole plane there, and he's like, he's like. When I die, let me die speaking in tongues. You know, Great. he's like five. People are looking like, what's this fantastic. kid planning to die? Um, That's awesome. Nancy said, what's the name of the book? What book are we, oh, do we refer? The one. Oh, I, you know, I don't even know. I'd have to go look. It's a song book of some sort. I have, I'd have to look and see what it is. Maybe if Carolyn's watching, she could pop it in the comments. But... Um, yeah, she just ordered it with, with the hunger to do it, to I praise God. I love it. And that's, that's who we are. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about the fact that before you're anything in the kingdom, this is a huge, I heard somebody dealing with this once and it really shook my spirit. Before you're anything in the kingdom, you're a worshiper first. Mm. Uh, and, and by the way, the preacher that I heard uh, talking about that, he got this from the book of Hebrews uh, chapter 11 when it's the hall of faith right Uh, think about this he went through these steps and he said number one um, by faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain which was worship Mm -hmm. Through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him, accepting his gifts, gifts, and through his faith, uh, though he died, he still speaks. So verse 4 of Hebrews 11, that is number one. That's number one. It's, I am a worshiper first. I worship God. Then he moves on, and it goes uh, to the next person. By faith, Enoch mm-hmm. walked with God. And was not, for the Lord took him, and all he left was mm-hmm. a testimony that he pleased God. Right. But he said the second step is that you walk with God. Right. But then it goes on to Noah. Noah built an ark for the saving of his household. By this he condemned the world and became the heir. He worked for God. Mm, that's good. And, he, and this, this preacher that taught this, it, sh- it shook my spirit because he said, uh, uh, Abel worshipped Enoch walked, Noah worked. Mm-hmm. And he said, you can't work for a God you don't walk with. Come and on. you can't walk with a God you don't worship. Come on. And it is a progression. So there's a lot of people that just want the title. 
They just want to go in there, be on the stage, be seen by everybody. So they want to do the work for a God they don't even worship, Mm -hmm. that they don't even walk with. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's dangerous to you because remember this, the worship and the walk are the foundation for the work. Yeah. Because if you don't have those two things, you've got a, a faulty foundation. It's going to, your work is going to crumble. Mm. Your, and we've seen that happen yep. in popular culture, in the church. Your work will crumble if the first two are not in place. So That's the good. key being before I'm anything, I'm a worshiper. Uh, Mary Beth said, say that say again. That again. <laughs> it, well, it is. Abel worshiped. Yeah. Enoch walked. Noah worked. You can't work for a God you don't walk with. And you can't walk with a God you don't worship. So there is a progression. There is a foundation. And the king that, um, or the, the thing that we're talking about is keeping this lifestyle praise and worship at all times. If you want breakthrough all the time, then you've got to be a person. Because remember, and we talk about this often, God inhabits the praises of Israel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Praise provokes God into action. Right. It just does. Anywhere you see people praising him in the scripture, mm-hmm. it provoked his spirit to action. Provoked his spirit to action. Whether you want to talk about Second Chronicles 20, yeah. that as they sent Judah first mm-hmm. and they praised God, God went ahead of them and destroyed their enemies. Come on. If you want to talk about Second Kings 19, where Hezekiah is surrounded by 185,000 soldiers. And King Sennacherib's threatening him, and he just reads the letter to God and then just starts worshiping and praising God. God sent one angel, killed all of his enemies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter what story. Paul and Silas in the inner dungeon, Acts 16, and you see what happens there. They praised God, and the prison shook, all the doors were open. Yeah. Anywhere you want to look in the Bible, Praise provokes the spirit of God to move. I even think about blind Bartimaeus mm-hmm. just by calling Jesus son yes. of David. Yes. That's a praise mm-hmm. because everybody else was calling him Jesus of Nazareth. Here comes the natural carpenter's son mm-hmm. that we don't know who his real dad is. And then mm-hmm. he shouts son of David, meaning, Hey, Messiah, right. Hey, anointed one. Right. I believe you are who you say you are. And Jesus didn't stop for anybody else, but he stopped for Bartimaeus. Come on. And then healed him. Mm -hmm. So you start to realize um, praise always provokes the power of God. Always. Right. And if, why wait until Sunday to praise him? Right. Why wait to Sunday to provoke his power? Yeah. Provoke him at home. Mm -hmm. Provoke him for. First thing in the morning when you wake up, you know, provoke him all day long (laughs) and watch. You'll have, you'll go from like a weekly breakthrough to daily breakthroughs. Right. You can have hourly breakthroughs if you want to. It's how often are we willing to truly praise uh, the Lord and get into his presence? Yeah. I, I personally believe that there's a lot of Christians who struggle with things even mentally, mm-hmm. emotionally, that they wouldn't have to 
if they would faithfully praise God. Right. Now, I want to break this down because I think sometimes when I say things like that, people are like, they, they get this imagination of someone just kind of going like, thank you. Jesus, you know, praise God, you're so good. And then going on about their day. I'm talking about like designated time where you're like, I mean, like diligently. Right. You know what changed me is watching Nigerian prayer meetings. Oh, yeah. That changed my life. Because like when I saw the diligence with which Nigerian churches praise and worship God. Mm-hmm. It's not just like this, you know, because you grow, growing up in white church, I don't know if that's a thing, but it is, <laughs> uh, you know, like just Western Christianity, right. you know, it doesn't have to be white people, but it's just, just that like Western Christianity. And people's like, we're having a prayer meeting on Tuesday night at seven o'clock. And the prayer meeting consists of somebody putting on a CD of worship and people just kind of slowly walking around the church sanctuary with their journal open. That's not a prayer meeting. You're journaling. You're, you're like, just like, that's not prayer. Prayer is prayer. Mm-hmm. And when I first started going to like Nigerian prayer meeting, when I saw that them like crying out to God, pr- having prayer points, we're like, we know what we're praying praying about. Mm-hmm. Here's the scriptures we're basing those prayer points on. And here's how we cry out. And when I see like, you know, I went to Jamaica mm-hmm. and uh, the pastor there, Dr. Delford Davis in Port Moore asked me to come and speak at a prayer and fast. They do a prayer and fasting service every, every week okay. on, on Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, want you to come and speak at our prayer and fasting service. So I had never been to his church before like that, but I knew he had the largest church in the Caribbean. So I went there and I get there on the, I said, what time you want me to come? He said, well, show up around 11 AM, you know, whatever. And so I get there. And there's no cars in the parking lot, like 11 a.m. I'm like, oh, people don't want to fast and pray. Well, I forget people walk to church, right? Mm-hmm. I get in there. There's like 3,500 people oh, wow. in the sanctuary. And they're like going at it, like sweating. Oh, wow. And his is one of the only churches in the Caribbean that has air conditioning. Mm-hmm. And they're going at it. And one of the crazy things is, I didn't know this, but he was like, we didn't want to wear out the preacher. They started at 6 a.m. Oh, my goodness. He was like, don't you show up till 11. But they'd been going for five five hours already. Wow. And they've been just like pressing in and and going hard. And then I preached. Wow. And then we had more. So we didn't get out till like 2 o'clock. But they had started spent their day fasting and praying. Mm. When I saw that kind of dedication and diligence, 
I recognize that's a whole different thing sure. than what Western Christianity thinks a prayer meeting is or a praise service is. And I realize, like, hmm. it brings my mind back to David, all of his might. Yeah. So if people would truly give God everything, like, even if you just cut out 30 minutes of your day and mm-hmm. said, this is my praise time, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to worship, pray in the spirit, you know, sing. Whatever, it changes you. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. You've seen that happen to you. Oh my gosh! I've seen it happen this year. I, I felt the, a tug on my spirit this year to really go harder at home, mm-hmm. to really take time in the presence at home, so that way when I. Uh, when I get this wonderful privilege of leading people into his presence, um, there's no barrier. There's, there's, there's nothing that stops me. And, and even my own self, because sometimes as a worship uh, leader, you know, you can ask yourself too many questions. Oh, should I go there? Oh, is that you, Lord? Man, when you're spending time at home, you know his voice and you know exactly what to do. You know exactly where to go and you go for it. And there's th- this year for myself, I feel a massive change in the way that um, I am led in his presence, the way that I feel when I hear his voice, the way that um, I'm watching people's lives be changed right in front of my very eyes. And again, including myself, because we're not excluded. Just be, I mean, you're doing the work. So when you're doing the work, you still get a wonderful prize as well. Um, but I'm, I'm watching God do something great in this year right here that we're in. He's awesome. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Hannah said she still keeps your album on repeat at oh. World Harvest Church in Georgia. Oh. oh. Still keeps your album on repeat all the time. By the way, if you didn't mm. know. Thanks. Go check out Jenny's album too while, while I'm talking about praise. Because it can be found everywhere. You mm-hmm. can stream it. You can buy it. Buy it and stream it. But uh, literally, just songs out of her spirit, the band's spirit, yep. the team came together and put together an album that will literally, tell them how to find it on oh, what platforms. You can go on, on Amazon Music. You can go on uh, iTunes, Spotify, um, Pandora. It's a, it's a wonderful download. And I'm going to just shout out Renee uh, Manchoy and Octavius Moore for helping, really putting the, the, the words behind it, not to mention um, Josh as well, Josh Dufresne. But uh, <clears throat> powerful songs that I believe go beyond years uh, because it's based out of the word. So I would love it and not just get it for me. I'm talking about I would love it if you would allow the presence of the Lord to invade your space. So they can just search Jenny Jackson. Jenny Jackson. It's called Conquerors. Yep. Conquerors. Sorry. Conquerors. And that title track is fire. Thanks, bro. I love that song. Thank you. Um, Britt said it's so, so good. Yeah, yeah it is so good. <laughs> and um, I'm telling you, having the right, cultivating the right atmosphere in your home mm-hmm. is everything. Like people fail that sometimes. It's like, 
uh, if they don't recognize the fact that everything can create an atmosphere and a spirit, mm-hmm. and if you don't cultivate the right kind of atmosphere, you you can it, it can lend itself to depression. Sure. It can lend itself to anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, you know <laughs> it it matters what you're filling yourself with. It matters what's in your heart. What, what continually goes. That's why uh, I think about the fact of the whole Bible, right? One specific grouping of, of texts, Proverbs, was given to us for the purpose of giving us understanding and instruction so that we could live successful lives. Right. But, but on top of that, so you know Proverbs is the wisdom book of the Bible. And so all of the things in Proverbs are extremely important to apply to your life. However, even the writer of Proverbs says, now, above all else. So now, the Proverbs book is the above all else book of wisdom from the Bible, mm-hmm. but the then the writer says, now above all the things in this book, above all those things. So here's the very pinnacle of all of Proverbs in, in Proverbs 4, uh, 23. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. That was like, he wants you to be the most diligent about guarding your heart. That's good. Because everything in your life flows out of your heart. Mm-hmm. So we see this. One of the things that I wanted uh, Jenny to talk about with me is the fact that, and we've, we've kind of gone there, it becomes a, an identity mm-hmm. of praise. It's who we are in identity. And so one of the things we got talking about before the broadcast is you guys all know that I've, I've said this since we started the broadcast, we talk about ourselves as the victory tribe, the victory tribe. We say it all the time. And if you, if you, if you know who I'm talking to, put it in the comments, I am the victory tribe. But the reason I say that, the reason I, I, I call it that, and we've identified as the victory tribe is because of our understanding of scripture. That we are all from the tribe of Judah. We're all from the tribe of Judah. Now, if you know Old Testament, nation of Israel, there were 12 tribes. And Judah, in fact, think about this, and I'll read it to you. Judah actually was born. His mother had her womb opened up and she began to give birth. And one of her sons, her last son, in fact, was Judah. And she's, she can, this is a Genesis 29:35. She said, and she conceived again and bore a son and said, this time I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah. Then she ceased bearing. This helps if you don't know the Hebrew language, which I don't. The uh, uh, the footnote here says Judah 
sounds like the Hebrew word for praise, which, by the way, is yada. Uh, yada, to shine forth and praise the Lord. So she was using a word. It's a word play. She named her son a name that sounded like their word for praise. And she was saying, now, I will praise the Lord with this boy, and therefore I'm going to call him Judah. Judah went on to become the tribe of praise. And if you've looked in the Old Testament, you know many times they would send Judah out before everybody else, mm -hmm. not with weapons, with instruments with singing, with praising, with dancing. And that sounds crazy. If you're the frontline troops, you think it's crazy to go out with no weapons. Right. But every time they did that, they'd carry the Ark of the Covenant, they'd give God praise, and God would go ahead of them and fight their battles for them so that they never had to swing a sword. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to shoot an arrow or throw a spear or hold up a shield because the victory tribe yeah. went first and praised God. It's who we are. It's who we identify as. Mm -hmm. And you start to see this now. Why is every Christian part of the tribe of Judah? Well, Hebrews explains it this way. If you know anything about the 12 tribes, there was one tribe that all of the priests came from, the, tri the tribe of Levi. So, so the, the Levitical priests were the ones who represented God's people to God. That's where we, uh, we understand Leviticus. It tells us it's all about the priestly laws uh, of Israel. But then the book of Hebrews says something crazy. Jesus Christ became our high priest forever, forever. But notice Hebrews tells us in Hebrews 7, 12, that the priesthood had to change because Jesus didn't come from the tribe of Levi. Jesus came from the line of David, the tribe of Judah. Right. So Jesus, as the Bible tells us in Revelation 5, 5, he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. So if we came into the family of God through Jesus, that means everyone who came into the family came in as tribe of Judah people. That's who we are. You know, it's crazy. My, my sister-in-law, uh, and you've met them. Mm -hmm. She's adopted. You've met one of them. Has adopted two boys from China. Mm -hmm. One is Jonathan. And one is Chris. And whatever names they may have had before that, when they were adopted into the family, they both became Iaquintos. Mm -hmm. Now they're Italians. Mm -hmm. Now they're Chinese. 
these Italians. <laughs> and that's that, you know, you look at them and say, you don't look Italian. Doesn't matter. It's the family I was adopted into. Right. What we look like doesn't matter. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. And it's like, you start to realize now that even though they came from the outside in through the law of adoption, this is what Paul taught. We've been brought into the kingdom, into the family of God through the law of adoption. Yeah. Which means every single person watching or listening is a part of the tribe of Judah. So that praise identity is your identity. It's who you are. Yes. You're anointed to praise God. You're anointed mm -hmm. to worship God. And this is where truly the breakthrough comes. Anytime that we read about the tribe of Judah, as they were... Uh, as they were um, preparing to go to battle, I'm thinking specifically now of Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20, a very familiar story, which is God delivering Judah. Three, three armies joined together mm -hmm. to fight against them. Yep. And they didn't even know how they were going to make it. And I love this. Think about this. Think about family conflict. Consecration. They've got this big problem in front of them. This is a huge, huge crisis. This is a nationwide crisis because they'll be wiped out unless God intervenes. Nationwide crisis. Look at this key right here. Second Chronicles 20 and verse 13. It says this, meanwhile, all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. You see that? It wasn't just the priests. It wasn't just the heads of the homes. It was it, no, the entire family stood before the Lord. So good. Wives, the kids, mm -hmm. even the babies, the little ones, mm -hmm. they all stood before the Lord, which means that when you are looking for a breakthrough, you've got to get your family in this. Come on. You've got to get the whole family in this. Mm -hmm. And that's what they did. And then the prophet began to prophesy. And I love it because they made up their minds that though it it seems crazy. We're going to depend on God and give him all the praise, even though we've got no weapons in our hands. Hmm. And they rose early in the morning and went out. Notice, hear me, Judah, inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you'll be established. Believe his prophets and you will prosper. And I love verse 22. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush yeah. against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, three armies, mm -hmm. who had come against Judah so that they were routed. You see that? And they started destroying each other. When, I'll say it this way, let you, you take it from here. When you begin to praise God, the devil's plan begins to self-destruct. Mm -hmm. It collapses on itself. When you 
you begin to praise God and God starts moving on your behalf, who is going to stop God's power? What demon? What devil's going to, and that's why I know Paul had that understanding and he wrote, if God, God's for you, right. tell me who can be against you. Right. And he wasn't looking for an answer. It was rhetorical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the answer is no one can. Right. No one can. We have to activate that. That identity is so, so vital. Right. There's such confusion that takes place when you begin to open up your mouth. The enemy is like, What? Why are they talking about the goodness of God? What? Why are they clapping their hands? Why are they lifting their, why do they have a smile on their face? It's not because everything is going great. No, it's because we know who our God is. It's because we know the power that's in our sound. I love, bro, when you just said, Second Chronicles, because I opened that up before we started the broadcast. So when you said it, I was like, yeah. <laughs> There's this story right here uh, does more for me than I can even explain because the type of praise that was going forth was much like what you were talking about before. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I give you. Are you kidding? You might have to bust a sweat. You understand what I'm saying? You might have to take the shoes off. You might have to, to, to take off those things that are holding you back so that you can give God your full praise, your full heart, everything that you are. Press into his praise presence and believe him to do what he said he was going to do. King Jehoshaphat went out there not knowing how the battle was going to be won. And that part didn't even matter. All that mattered is that he trusted his God. Do you trust him? Do you trust him enough to throw everything to the side and just Give him glory so that you can watch the breakthrough, so that you can watch it happen before your very eyes. I love that when they got to that battleground, all they saw was complete uh, destruction for the enemy. All they saw, they didn't even have to do anything when they got there because they had already won the battle through their praise. That's exactly right. You know, I was thinking about this. There's a prophecy. Of course, it's about Jesus, but there's a prophecy all the way back in um, the book of Genesis, Mm -hmm. where uh, the Bible says that Judah, the scepter, will not depart from Judah. Mm. The the ruling and reigning will always be in Judah Mm -hmm. because Christ comes from that royal line. And now we're in that royal line. And when we rule and reign with him, we'll be ruling and reigning from that royal line of Judah. The scepter will not depart from Judah. I love it. And the fact that this, this stirs me up because, uh, when I talked about a moment ago, the lion of the tribe of Judah, did you ever think about the fact that the Bible says as he is, Mm -hmm. so are we in this world? I think of it this way. Jesus, who is the lion had to become a lamb Mm -hmm. so that we could become lions. Mm -hmm. Jesus, the lion had to become a lamb so that we could become lions because, and of course we know what the Bible says in Proverbs 28, one, it says the righteous, or it says the, the sinners run away when nobody, the wicked run away when no one's chasing them, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Mm, yeah. There is a power in that lion's anointing. I've preached on that before the lion's anointing. 
The same anointing that's on the line of the tribe of Judah is on you. Amen. You're a lion. I've always said this to people. You can't, your brother can't be a lion and you be a giraffe. <laughs> you know, if, you're, if he's a lion, you're a lion. And you've got that anointing. But you come from the same line. You come from that same family. And praise is your identity. It's not something you do. It's who you are. Right. It's who you are. And it should be. Now, let this, uh, let this be something you get in your spirit. Put it in your notes. And put it in the comments section. Praise is my first response. Mm-hmm. Praise is my first response. Well, well, God bless me. What do I do? I praise him. Yes. Devil's attacking. What do I do? I praise God. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it may be. Praise is my first response. It's my first response. You know, it included with praise is Thanksgiving. Yes. Obviously. Mm-hmm. But I, I love this because we were dealing with this a little bit. I talked a little bit about it yesterday, but I was all the way over in Philippians chapter four, when, uh, Paul's instructing the church and he says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And then the peace of God will rule your heart. See, praise is my first response. Thanksgiving is my first response. What does it do? It lets the peace of God, God rule my heart. Right. Let's, I'll praise him about everything. Everything. Devil's attacking. I'm going to praise God. Because mm-hmm. it's an opportunity to show his power. It's an opportunity for God to get glory and for me to have another testimony. Yeah. I mean, every, everything about it. You know, I don't think David looked at Goliath and thought to himself, like, I just, I don't know why I wish somebody would help me with this. He was like ready to go now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they were trying to talk him down. First, his brothers talked, tried to talk, talk him down. Then the king tried to talk him down. He's like, y'all don't understand what goes on in my spirit. My, pra- my, my life of praise has mm-hmm. put me in such a love with God. That when I hear an uncircumcised Philistine blaspheming my God, mm-hmm. it's like talking about my mom. Right. It's worse. And I, I was talking about this a couple of days ago, how he points that fact out. Uncircumcised Philistine. Mm-hmm. Meaning, here's a dude with no covenant with God. Right. Mocking God. Right. And I'm the one that praises him daily. I can't let you sit there and talk like that right. about my God. Mm-hmm. And he was so ready to go out. No uh, armor. Mm-hmm. Didn't need any of that. He said, I'm just going to take you out. I'm going to take you out. And Goliath couldn't even believe it. Right. He's like, you're going to send me this little dude? Mm-hmm. And, and, he's, and he, he took it as a slap in the face. David was like, I don't, you can say all, you can trash talk all you want. In fact, the Bible shows us. David cuts him off while he is sitting there. I'll feed your flesh to the birds of the air. Like, I'll feed your flesh to the birds. How about that? I'll cut your head off, which right. was a statement of faith. He had no sword. Right. Right. So, how are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. And I love this because David's praise, he runs up. Mm-hmm. People think, you know, people think the stone killed Goliath. It didn't. Mm-mm. It just put him in position to be killed. Right. And I want you to catch this. As he falls, 
David runs up and takes his sword. Yep. Takes his sword. The thing that was designed to destroy David was put in his hand to fight his own battle. Mm. And that in that moment, I love this because when you release that, you release that praise. Mm-hmm. It's a reminder that everything is under your feet. Yes. We, because it's all, remember again, we said at the beginning, yeah. praise isn't based on a feeling or an emotion. It's based on the word. Mm-hmm. What does the word tell us? We're seated in heavenly places with Christ. Right. Far above, mm-hmm. far above. And when we release that praise, it's not just something for God. It's a reminder to me of who I am am where I am and what he's done for me. That means now that every giant is under my feet. It might try to deceive me and make it look like it's so big in front of my face. No, it's under my feet. It's under my feet. It's already below me. I've already got power to take it out. I've already got power to destroy it. It's on every name that is named is under our feet. Yeah. Every name. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what it is. I, there's there's a part of a song that keeps going over in my head. Every high thing must come down. Every Strong. high thing must, must come. Be, come on. Right. Uh, when I when I look at at how David uh, attacked Goliath, there's something about the fact that the stone it sank in his head. Mm-hmm. How in the world is a stone going to sink in some? You because he had the backing of the presence of the Lord behind that that rock. Mm -hmm. Our praise is a weapon. It's not just a a sound that's coming out of your face. There's a sound that's being backed by the Holy Spirit and your giant is coming down when you release it. That high thing, it has to come down. That's right. That's exactly right. I love that thought. The, The assistance was there. Yeah. You know, God had been anointing him for a long time. It wasn't his first fight. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's key because there's some people that think like, you know, they're waiting for the big moments. <laughs> that's where the consistency comes in. Do you think David would have even been ready for Goliath if he hadn't handled lions and bears? That's right. Of course not. Mm-hmm. God was preparing him for his next battles. And, and as we read the Bible, we know he didn't stop with Goliath. Uh, he and his mighty men, the Bible tells us, went on to kill every remaining giant in the earth. Mm. They exterminated giants. Do you think they'd have been ready to do that if he hadn't killed one? And would he have been ready to kill one if he hadn't dealt with lions and bears? And so you start to realize after he killed all the giants, then he became the king of a nation. Then he subdued nations. Mm -hmm. So it's a progression. Your praise keeps you in the progression of faith. Mm-hmm. Never-ending victory. We go from, from grace unto grace, victory unto victory, faith unto faith, miracle to miracle, move of God to move of God. It just keeps getting better. When you stay in your identity of praise. See, that's, that's why, and we'll deal with this before we pray for you, but I think one of the things that we have to keep in mind is that this is why the enemy fights so hard to get you to miss your identity. Mm -hmm. Because at the moment, at the moment that you 
miss your identity and you begin to identify with the old man who you used to be, you now have timidity, fear, shame, guilt, mm-hmm. can't boldly, boldly approach the throne of grace. Right. So now you don't have assistance that you need to, what does the Hebrews say? Boldly approach that you might find what? Help, grace to help in the time of need. So if you got need, you need the help of God. Right. So if, I, if my identity is messed up because the devil's lied to me, I can't even praise God. What happened as soon as Adam and Eve lost their identity? Now they're hiding from right. God. Mm-hmm. They're not walking with him. They're hiding from him. What do people do when they get into the guilt and the shame? They start skipping out on church. It's true. You, you miss them in the pew. They're not there. Mm-hmm. They're not in the seat. They're not praising. They're not worshiping. Why? Because they feel that. I actually had a guy uh, say one time to my cousin, he said, it was a lady. Mm-hmm. She said, I can't, he invited her to church. She said, I don't know if I can come to church. She was like, I'm, I promise you, I'm, I'm sure if I step in that church, he's striking me mm-hmm. dead. Mm-hmm. Like that's the mindset that the devil had allowed her to believe. God was so ready to kill her that if she set foot in his house, she's gone. It's a lie. And so if our mindset's not there, if our identity's missing, we miss all this stuff. It will cut your praise short. Yeah. It'll cut your praise short. That's why keeping this identity of who I am. I am Judah. I am the victory tribe. This is my calling. This is my anointing. This is who I am. And it's a daily thing. That's right. It's a daily thing. What, before we pray for, for them, talk about, have you noticed anything that's helped you as far as cultivating that as a, whether it be a daily discipline or you're a very disciplined person. Mm-hmm. So a lot, of, a lot of things in your life are already set in discipline. Um, but what have, what have you done practically on, on this uh, side? Is there something you set up schedule-wise or yes. you just kind of do it? Uh, before, um, before I even, my feet come out of the, out of the bed, <laughs> I'm already talking to Jesus. I'm already uh, giving him my heart for the day. I'm already asking him to touch my mind so that my mind can be focused and fixed. Um, and I, I, I go to the gym every day, so uh, before I even start working out, um, I'm taking a moment to lift him up. And I'm talking about out loud. Um, I'm in the car because it's pretty early in the morning, so I'm, I'm driving, and I do not listen to any. That's another practice thing. I don't listen to the radio. I don't listen to music. Even though worship music is awesome, uh, the first thing is not what somebody else is singing. The first thing is what I'm singing. The first thing is what I'm declaring. The first thing is how I'm uh, focusing my attention on Jesus. And I take that whole ride. Okay, so the gym is not five minutes away. It's a, it's a little ways away because it's my favorite place uh, pretty much on earth. But uh, it's a it's a it's a good time of just being with with the Lord, and I I take my moment to pray, and then when I come home, um, I will fulfill my house with worship once again. But I I've I found these wonderful folks that, to listen to that they're not just singing. Um, 
it's not just song after song. The, there's moments that folks are having um, in their own services, in their own. prayer times where it's just music and during those times I'll just sing out whatever it is that the Lord is uh, putting in my heart. Um, I'm, t I'm trying to touch heaven while I'm in the kitchen. I'm trying to touch heaven while I'm at the computer mm -hmm. doing my, my thing. Um, that, is, that is just how I happen to, to, to go Oh, day to day, moment to moment, before I pick up the boys from school, um, it's it's the, my moment to sing out, to speak out what is God, and I'll even just be singing in the spirit, just be praying in the spirit, because there's sometimes I don't know what to say, but the Holy Spirit knows what to say, who lives inside of me, and so I'll release that into the atmosphere. Absolutely, it's so extremely vital that you make it. A daily discipline. You know, we often think about the basic stuff. You know, well, I got to read the Bible every day. Mm -hmm. I gotta it. Don't forget the praise part of it. You know, one of the things that I always encourage people to do, we, we've taught something on the podcast before called the 224 rule, where we talk about giving the Lord uh, at least two hours and 24 minutes of your day. That's a tithe of your day in 24 hours. And we've encouraged you to spend uh, that time uh, listening to preaching and teaching, reading the word of God and praying. And one of the things that we've always told you with prayer, I wrote it, I believe again in the uh, fasting book that just was released, I call it a Thanksgiving and praise sandwich because most people run straight to God with their wish list. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with petitioning God for what you need and what you want because the Bible tells us to, but I think the best way to do it is the, the pattern God gave them in the Old Testament. Come into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Mm -hmm. I, I don't just rush into the king's throne room and start asking him to do stuff for me. Right. I come in thanking him. Mm -hmm. I come in praising him. So I enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. We know that that speaking in tongues is a form of thanksgiving. Paul said it was. So I usually will sandwich my requests. The first, the first part of my prayer time is me thanking and praising God for what he already has done. And after I'm finished sufficiently thanking him, then I will make my requests. But then I finish by thanking him and praising him for what he's about to do mm -hmm, in yeah. the future. And so, so you make sure that you're getting your praise in, you're getting your thanksgiving in, and your petitions are being made known to God. And you don't miss any of it. And you take that time to truly uh, be in his presence. Things change. Yes. I mean, things change. Uh, when, you, when you begin to do that. I mean, big time. When you get into his presence, there's fullness of joy, mm -hmm. there's pleasures in his right hand, and 
depression has to go, fear has to go, sickness has to go. It all has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus and the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And so before we uh, go any further, I want to have you pray for you today and ask God that a new hunger mm. would come upon you to be a worshiper, a praiser, and that you would take time throughout your day and with your family to make sure this is a major part of your Christian life. All right. Oh, can you just help me lift up Thank the name you, of Lord. Jesus? Jesus, hallelujah. Thank we you, bless Jesus. your name, Father. How great you are. How mighty you are, Jesus. You are worthy of all praise, glory, and honor. It is such a privilege to magnify you in this moment. It's such a, a, a privilege to magnify you, Father, with these people across the world. Oh, God, we bless you. We thank you, and we welcome you right here in our midst. Lord God, you are so great and so wonderful you, and so mighty. Uh, we thank you for who you are. God, even now, um, I'm asking that you would touch yes. people with your presence. Yes, Lord. Because, God, once you touch with your presence, presence they're going to taste and see that you are so so good and they got to have more they got to have more one moment isn't enough lord god so i just pray in the mighty name of jesus for every person that's watching right now god would you envelop them with your presence come on would you wrap your arms around them father let them feel, I mean, a tangible, tangible uh, moment in your presence, Father, Father in the you, mighty Lord. name of Jesus. And I pray, Father, that as you touch them, that there's something that's ignited on the inside yes. that lets them know we can't have a moment without you. We can't have a a time without pressing into your presence, God. I thank you that right now every single person that their their desire and their hunger would be taken to the next level. That's it. Taken to the next level, the next glory. This glory has been fine for now, but God, I'm asking right now for every single person person's hunger to be taken to the next level. Father, I pray that they won't even, they, it'll, they'll be taken to that moment and then they'll need more. Yes. And they'll need more and they'll need more. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, you, fill their atmosphere, fill their rooms, fill their homes, fill their cars, God, with more and more and more of you. Lord Jesus, I pray that they would be so hungry and they would, I'm talking about a hunger that won't stop until they get into your presence, until they get into your word and because you're so good, God, they'll want more and more of you. Father, I pray that it doesn't stop with 
them, that it would trickle down to their kids and their kids' kids in the mighty name of Jesus. Their neighbors will be hungry because of how you've, t- you've touched them in the mighty name of yeah. Jesus. God, I thank you that this, Lord, would be a ripple effect, um, something that does not stop, a hunger that won't quit. And Lord God, you will be the one to always satisfy. You'll satisfy their heart every single time. Yes. Thank you, Jesus, that they'll never be empty. Hallelujah. Because you're the well that never runs dry. Yes, Lord. Lord God, we're giving you the praise, the glory, and the honor for doing this great work in this moment, in this very hour. We give you the glory in Jesus' Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Listen, we love you guys. I want to encourage those of you that are watching. The Lord's probably speaking to you and has been speaking to you throughout this broadcast. And each day as we come to you, the Lord has been dealing with people. You know how I know? It's part of our prayer points. That God's connecting people to this ministry that believe in the vision that God's called us to carry out. To see this world changed by God's power before it's too late. I want to encourage you to sow a seed by faith today into this ministry. I want to encourage people to stand with us in partnership. Maybe you haven't. I see a bunch of partners already watching. But maybe you've not yet taken that step of faith to partner with Carolyn and with me as we're doing what the Lord's asked us to do. You're a major part of that as you stand with us. We've asked the Lord to attach a thousand people to this ministry that would sow $85 a month or more. And the way you can do that and check out what we're doing and be a part, go to miracleword.com and click the partner tab. When you do, you'll see uh, all that we're accomplishing, all that God's opened the door for us to do. You can fill out the form and stand with us and be a part of what the Lord's doing in this ministry. And it comes to your credit, the Bible says, as well Oh, in heaven. Mm-hmm. For those of you that are standing with us in the month of September, thank you, Janine. We want to uh, send this book to you, a powerful book by Brother Copeland, The Laws of Prosperity. It's our gift to those that are partnering in the month of September. If you'd like to receive this, uh, and you've sown your seed, go to miracleword.com forward slash offer and fill out the form so we can know where to send your copy uh, as you've sown your seed. And thank you for that. For those that are standing with us at a $1,000 or more, this is one of my favorite study tools. It's the Life Application Study Bible, Genuine Leather, uh, over what, 30,000 notes on the Bible. In, in, in here. It's, it's a powerful study tool. Help you. We do it in the New Living Translation. It'll be a blessing to you. And then there are those that the Lord has really spoken to, to so largely at $5,000 or more. And we put this together to say thanks. It's called the Elite Study Collection. And we put a keepsake box together and then five of the very best study tools that 
that you can have over 100,000 notes on the Bible. And it's our way of saying thank you for standing with us, uh, making a major move in the kingdom of God before Jesus comes, because he is coming soon. I want to say a big thanks to Jenya for hanging with us today. I love you. And listen, here's what we're planning. Uh, there maybe more will come out later. I'm just, we're in the planning phases of it. But what we'd like to do is, Jenny and I have talked about this. What we'd like to do is to be able to focus even more um, in a more concentrated way mm-hmm. on worship leaders around the nation, Pentecostal worship leaders that uh, they need be, to have that poured into them. And what we've done in the past is called Worship Summit. And, uh, but, Rather than it be a, a massive open conference format, we want to kind of even boil it down to be more concentrated to the place where we can do one-on-one uh, impartation and we can really uh, take time with those that come and, uh, and write music and worship and, and just go through the ins and outs. So uh, if you are a worship leader uh, and I don't know you personally, Please send us a message at the website. Let us know you'd be interested in that. Uh, it's going to be more of that kind of a format, and I'm really looking forward to it. Kind of a workshop mm-hmm. style format. We're looking into 2022 to doing something like that. We would love to have you here with us. It would be really, really wonderful. It'd be great. We could even record some stuff oh, all yeah. together, like a collective. I'm so excited about this music writing music there's all so much stuff that we can do uh together depending on how many people register we could maybe even do it over a couple of weekends if we had to but i'm looking forward to something like that we love you guys thanks for hanging out today hey now listen today at two o'clock p.m uh we have carolyn's broadcast that's going to be airing. Now, you don't want to miss it. She's got a special guest. It's a day of, of, of special guests. Double feature. Uh, today at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, YouTube and Facebook. You're not going to want to miss this. It's Friday Favorites, and you're going to have a special guest to bless your heart. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see who it is. Uh, uh, it could be anybody. It could be Catwoman. It could be Hillary Clinton. It could it could be anybody. anybody. It literally could be anybody. It could be George Washington. Uh, probably not though. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be great. Don't miss it. Two o'clock. We love you so much. Thanks for ha- oh and giveaways today. Carolyn said and giveaways. Uh, Love you too, Pam. (laughs) Thanks for hanging with us, man. We love you guys a lot. Have a phenomenal weekend. Get to church. Don't do church at home. Get to the house of God. Wherever you are. And listen, if you're not in a place where the church is open, find an open church Mm -hmm. and be in it. And be faithful to the house of God. We love you all. And uh, we'll see you again very soon. Later. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.